Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we welcome you into the Handycast for Wednesday, February the 22nd. Hope that you uh, had a pleasant Mardi Gras holiday. Enjoyed the time off. Uh, getting right back at it with a ton of things going on. I picked uh, the topic today because it was something that came up over the last week uh, that I didn't have a chance to address on the show. And uh, you know how I am when it comes to game management and things like that. So the NCAA is uh, proposing four things to speed up the game, college football. Now, listen, uh, I have sat through uh, a whole bunch of, you know, near four-hour games. I like football. I like watching football. I don't like uh, standing around watching the inactivity that causes some of these games to go near four hours, and I have blamed more than uh, their fair share, their fair share, and then some of this on CBS. But CBS isn't the only network that broadcasts college football, and thankfully, after next year, they won't be broadcasting any more Southeastern Conference football. Anybody that follows me knows my disdain for CBS's college football broadcast, but I digress. Um, There are four rule changes that the uh, NCAA is proposing to move the game along. Well, listen, I'm all for moving the game along as long as we're moving the game along and not significantly changing the game. So let's talk about these uh, these rule changes, and then I'll tell you a little bit of history about rule changes to speed up the game. Then I'll give you some of my suggestions. First of all, uh, they are uh, proposing that coaches cannot call consecutive timeouts. This is mostly the ice the kicker thing. All right, love this rule. First of all, for a long time, you couldn't call two consecutive timeouts. Uh, that that used to be a rule. I'm all for it. If you can't get it done during the first time out, the second time out is probably just uh, for your own personal satisfaction because you think that, uh, wait, hang on a second, uh, I'm going to go out there and I'm really going to ice the kicker this time. Listen, um, if it were me, I try to figure out a way that you couldn't get lined up and go all the way so far as to almost snap the football. In fact, sometimes have to go through with snapping the football and the whole kick to find out that the coach called timeout with one second to go. I've always thought this was a Bush League play. I'm sorry. Uh, I've always thought that if you want to ice a kicker, call timeout, that's fine. Most kickers that I've talked to actually like it. Okay, they get out on the field, they they don't feel rushed, they get their their perfect spot on the field, they get acclimated to whatever the wind is. They 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 settle down more so than they get nervous. Not everybody. Some kickers, you know, get nervous. The ones that wait until there's 1 second to go on the clock, actually sometimes the kickers go through with a practice kick because you waited so long. I love this rule. I think this is great. You know, this is just gets the bush league stuff out of the way. So, I'm all for that. The second one is no longer extending the game uh, with an untimed down on a defensive penalty after the first or third quarters. This comes up a handful of times a year. If this saves you 30 seconds a week, go right ahead. I don't really care. The other uh, two, though, are a lot more controversial. Number one, the clock no longer stopping after a first down, mirroring the NFL. Uh, 
I'm willing to take a look at this. I the I love the NFL game. I love the college game. You know, I just I, I love them all uh, the same, but they're they're different. You know, like I love all uh, you know my grandchildren equally, but they're all different personalities. That's okay. Um, but I'm willing to look at this. I, I don't hate the idea. I think it would save some time. I think that there are uh, enough stoppages in the game that you can manage the game if the clock doesn't stop for a first down. Uh, now, our friend Scott Rabelais says, listen, uh, why don't you just move things along here, stop the clock, but get it going quicker with the chain gang. And I like that idea, too. If they can go so far as to make pitching coaches sprint to the mound because they've only got 30 seconds to talk to the guy, then they can move the chains a lot faster. I actually like Scott's idea, um, but if they were to experiment with this for a year, I wouldn't throw a fit. Stopping the clock after first downs is something that's always been a part of college football. My initial thought is let it stay but move things along. Uh, but if they wanted to try this for one year and see what the, you know, the overall impact, the unintended consequences, I would be okay with taking a look at, uh, at that. The fourth one uh, is a complete no-go with me, and that's the clock no longer stopping after an incomplete pass, okay? Listen, you want to watch a running clock, go watch the USFL or the XFL or whatever is playing uh, this week with running clock. I, I got no time for that. Let me tell you why. Uh, this takes the spike out of the game uh, at the end. It takes incomplete passes and keeps the clock running. If you don't have any timeouts left and you're behind late in the game, your chances of coming back are next to nothing, okay? They've already done everything they can to rule out the onside kick. So you put this in, uh, onside kicks are converting at probably about a 5% success rate. You're basically saying if there's a two-score lead inside of five minutes, your chances of coming back to win that game are decreased by a factor of 10. I, I'm going to say if you're down two scores with these rules for onside kicks and incomplete passes, your chances of winning are less than 5%. And what do, what do we live for? We live for the comeback victories. We live for the teams that, hey, you get the ball and you put the game away, good for you. But if you get the ball back to the other team, you got a real good shot at, you know, them coming back down the field. We just saw in the Super Bowl, the Chiefs, instead of scoring a touchdown, went down at the one-yard line so they could run all the time off the clock. Look, you're talking about seriously, seriously impacting the game now, uh, changing something that has been in place forever at all levels of football. It's an incomplete pass. The clock stops. End of story. Take this idea and put it back in the garbage uh, where it is probably originated from in the first place. So that's a complete no-go from me. But I did want to talk about uh, you know some things that I do think can speed the game up, and they have nothing to do with altering the actual game. But first, let me tell you about um, something that happened back. This was not that long ago, the 2006 season. The NCAA put two rules in to speed the game up. Number one was rule 3-2-5. It called for the clock to run when the ball was kicked. The ball was free kicked. So the clock actually started on kickoffs when the ball was in the air, not when the ball was caught. This ended up shaving probably, you know, four or five plays a game off of your overall uh, your overall possessions. It wasn't a big deal. It was aggravating. It was awkward. It was cumbersome. 
I didn't think that it was a very good rule. I thought that the consequences were were more than what it actually saved you in time. I don't need to see the clock running on a kickoff. That's not the the big problem. The big problem was rule 3-2-5-E. After the change of possession, the clock would start on the ready-for-play signal. So what happened? You kicked the ball off. The clock ran. Let's say the clock ran, I don't know, on a touchback, five, six, seven seconds, something like that. Then they put the ball ready for play at what was then the 20-yard line, and the clock started again. Well, now you're talking about a significant change because with all of the change of possessions you were talking about and getting ready to run a play you're talking about 30 seconds sometimes 35 seconds to run a play and the clock is running the whole time well it worked it eliminated 14 minutes a game okay you shortened the time of the game by 14 minutes so it worked it also took out 13 and a half plays a game and that was significant. You were reducing the, the, the actual football played in the game by multiple possessions every single game. And, you know, you got the number of snaps down in the 60s. It was a lot less football. Everybody hated those rules so much that they were one and done. One year and that was it. We hated both of those rules. So these rules may work but they may significantly alter the course of a football game to the point where you've really decreased my enjoyment. I remember in that season, it's like, man, it feels like this game went by really quick as far as the amount of football. So now I'm just a cranky old man. I want the game to go faster, but I want it to be all football. Yes, that's exactly what I want. And I'll give you some ideas uh, after I tell you about Supreme Rice. Enjoyed the holiday uh, with Supreme Rice. Had a little bit of gumbo. Uh, over the weekend. But now as we enter the Lenten season, Supreme Rice can be paired in more ways than ever for practicing Catholics. You know, it might be a shrimp stew. It might be a crawfish etouffee. It might be a seafood gumbo. All of those things go great with Supreme Rice. You'll support our Louisiana farmers down in Crowley, Louisiana, since the 1930s. All of our Supreme Rice grown, milled, and processed down in southwest Louisiana. So the next time you're in an AG food store, Walmart, including the Walmart neighborhood stores, or your Rouse's, pick up Supreme Rice. The long grain, the medium grain, the brown, and the jasmine are going to pair with all of your meals. Stretch your food dollar, and you're going to be supporting our Louisiana farmers. Supreme Rice, for more information and some unique recipes, go to SupremeRice.com. All right, so here's some of my ideas to speed the game up but not drastically decrease the amount of football that we're watching because, hey, listen, we want to move things along. We still want to watch the football game. Okay, so uh, here's my first one. I like this one a lot. When the game returns from a television timeout, you got 15 seconds to start playing football. Every one of those networks knows exactly how long their breaks are. The officials are able to start the play clock within a, a certain amount of time. So, in other words, don't wait until you get back and CBS does their 19 promos and then start the play clock. You can start the play clock immediately after. They, I mean, I'm talking about the second it comes back. Welcome back to Tiger Stadium. Play clock's going. I think you could shave probably 
15 to 30 seconds off of your game time but not your football time by being more efficient and returning for tv timeouts now some networks like cbs don't like this they like to tell you that you know this is what's coming up on cbs this week believe me I'm in the business, okay? I understand about doing promos. I understand about doing live reads. It's how I make my living. But you can weave these things into your broadcast a lot better and a lot more time efficient if you don't do it after every change of possession. You can do some of this stuff between plays. It's okay to do a promo after a two-yard run, okay? I don't need the color analyst coming in and say, hey, you know what? The defensive tackle beat the right guard there and stopped the ball carrier for a one-yard gain. And tonight, murder she wrote, okay? I can weave those things in and out. Here's another place that you can put some of your promos in during reviews. Now, you look at the review. You know how many of these things take way longer than they should. You look at this thing. If it's if it's not one of the highly controversial ones, okay, not one of the ones that you got to look at from nine different angles, one of the ones that the announcers look at and five seconds in they go, this is going to be a quick review. And then tonight, Murder, She Wrote on CBS, okay, so during reviews is another one. During injuries is another one, okay? Hey, the guy's having a, you know, not one where the trainers have to come out. I'll get to that one in a minute. Not serious injuries. I'm talking about the ones where, hey, listen, the guy gets up. He's a little bit gimpy. Um, they're they're going to take some time. He's going to, you know, he's going to kind of walk off the field slowly under his own power. Do a promo, okay? Now, if the guy's seriously hurt, if it's something, you know, that you really need to, you know, take some time out, that's different. But I'm talking about all of the little minor injuries where the guy's just, hey, you know, slow walking off the field. Hey, tonight, murder she wrote. So that's the first one is better use of your TV time for promos and live commercials where it doesn't have to be a, a time where you're just sitting around watching nothing during their promos. You can weave them in to the broadcast. Believe me, we've been doing it for years. Speaking of injuries, here's here's my, my second one. This one probably should have been first. The second, and I mean the second, that a trainer's foot hits the field, go to commercial. I don't need to see the trainers hunched over a player and the announcers who have no idea what's what's wrong with the guy, how could they, okay? I mean, you can see a guy turns a knee. But all you're doing at that point is, man, I hope he's okay. Of course we hope he's okay. The trainers are looking at him. They're trying to see if they get some movement. Of course they are. This is when you can sell me some soup, okay? I don't need to – there's nothing that drives me crazier watching a football game than player goes down, trainers come out over the field. Trainers are hunched over the player. They're working on him. The announcers say, what do they say? We hope he's okay. The trainers are looking at him now. Of course they are. Sell me some soup now. Go to commercial. I don't need – the last thing I need to do is watch trainers hunched over a player. You don't know what they're asking him. You don't know what hurts. You don't know what's going – so let it play. Let the commercials play during that time. Trainers coming out on the field, that's a stoppage in play. Go to commercial. I don't need to watch the trainers hunched over them, and then they get the player up. They're walking the player off the field. Now we're going to go to commercial. You're taking too much time. Here's the third thing. This one may be slightly controversial, but you got to work with me here a little bit. I've heard from the people that say just go straight to an NFL halftime. NFL halftimes are 12 minutes, and when I tell you 12 minutes, I mean 12 minutes. Clock hits zero. They used to fire a, a pistol. They don't do that anymore. But the clock hits zero, and 
they pretty much start the 12-minute clock right after that. I mean, it goes from zero, reset it to 12, start the clock, here we go. At the end of 12 minutes, clock hit zero, kick the ball, let's go. That's an NFL halftime. College halftimes are not like that. College halftimes are 20 minutes, and when I say they're 20 minutes, they're not really 20 minutes. It's the clock hits zero. Let's mill around, and let's make sure we get everybody to the locker room, and let's make sure we get the band set up to play, and then we start the 20-minute clock. And when that 20-minute clock is over, then we mill around. Let's get the guys out on the field. We haven't started the play clock yet. In other words, a 20-minute college football halftime could sometimes be as much as 23, you know, even 24 minutes. I've seen it happen. I've been in the stadium. Not every game, but a lot of the games. Time you actually see the last play of the first half to the first play of the second half is somewhere from 23 to 24 minutes. Here's what, and I don't want to eliminate. I know a lot of people don't like bands. I'm not a big band halftime show person either, but I realize that it's part of, let's call it the pageantry that is college football, okay? There's a lot of parents want to see their kid in the band, all right? The band is a big part of college football in the pregame. And it's part of the, the halftime entertainment as well. So here's what I want to do. I want to split the difference with you. I want to shorten halftime from 20 to 15 minutes. I still want the bands to play. I just don't need a three-act recital or concert from the bands, okay? You're going to have 15 minutes from the time. Again, be efficient like the NFL. Clock hits zero. Reset the clock to 15. Start the clock, okay? Instead of the band's performances being eight, nine minutes, let them be four to five, okay? Four to five minutes for each band. If the opposing teams don't bring a band, then, well, the, the home team, uh, you know, their band can go a little bit longer. But 15 minutes is enough. 15 minutes is enough to get the teams in the locker rooms to do what they need to do. It's enough time for the officials to get their break. It's enough time for two bands to play if you move things along. Quit dragging your feet. Quit waiting for two or three minutes at the end of the first half to start the clock or two or three minutes after the clock expires to actually start play. We're on a schedule here. So if you just make more judicious use of the time you have and weave things in like promos and bands and stuff like that in a timely manner, and I think that's what Scott was talking about when he says, hey, listen, you can stop the clock to move the chains, but move the damn chains and move things along. Just some of my uh, suggestions for clock management. For Wednesday, February the 22nd, this has been the Handicast. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. <laughs> 